0: My question for you this Easter is, what do you believe about Jesus? Matthew 16, the most important question I believe that has ever been asked, a person was asked. Jesus looked at his friends and said this, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And how you answer that question will determine your eternal destiny, and that's what I want to talk about today. Before we jump in there, though, let me welcome you again. I'm so glad you're here worshiping God at All People's Church. I'm Robert. If I haven't met you, I'd love to meet you after this service. I have the joyful privilege of being the lead pastor here, along with my wife, who uh, that wasn't my daughter that came up earlier and greeted you. That was my wife. She just doesn't age. Uh, I really age, and uh, but we're, we're glad you're here with us, and we want you to feel right at home at All Peoples. We just pray that you would enjoy your time with us, that you would know there's something here for you, whether you're on your journey of faith and looking for God, whether you've been here with Him for years and walking with Him. We want to be a, a welcoming family. I'm excited about this next series that we're going to jump into next week, so make sure you jump in with us on The Supernatural God has given each person a gift, and when you bring that gift, it encourages us all as a family. And speaking of family, uh, today is one of our dear friend's 40th birthday on Easter, Kendall Laughlin. Back there, let's give a hand for Kendall, one of the original guys who helped start this church. So thankful for him. Hey, open your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 16, Matthew chapter 16. This is where Jesus asked this powerful question. It says this, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. You see, that's what Easter is all about. Easter is the undeniable evidence that Jesus is who he said he was, that he was the Son of God. On Good Friday, this Friday of this weekend, what happened is almost unimaginable for us. I'm so thankful for this drama because it takes us in to what Jesus was doing. The the perfect son of God, who only drew in little children and loved them, who, who treated people with such dignity, who uplifted the poor, who healed the sick, who delivered people that were being afflicted, who had done no wrong. He actually stood before a crowd and was jeered and insulted and criticized. And then it went even further. They actually Scourged his back. They took a whip of nine tails and ripped his back open till his blood was pouring down and his ribs were showing. And then they humiliated him by having him carry a cross through the streets, a cross that he did not deserve to bear, a cross of a vicious criminal. And then he stretched out his hands willingly, and they put huge spikes through his flesh and huge nails through his legs. And then they mocked him as he was suffering, gasping for error. And why was he on that cross? The Bible says this, that he himself bore our sins in his body, On the cross. You see, the the Bible's clear. All have sinned. Say, all, church. Every single one of us. I've sinned so much. We've all sinned. There is not a person in this tent who hasn't lied, cheated, stolen, thought lustful thoughts, blasphemed, turned their backs on God, done stuff that separates us from God, because the Bible goes on to say that the wages of sin is death. You see, we all deserve to die for our sin, and not just die on earth, but then spend eternity separated from God in a place called hell. The Bible is very clear. When you die, you will go to one of two places, either hell where there's fire and weeping and gnashing of teeth, or heaven where it's perfection. You're forever in the presence of the all-loving God. Now, the the crazy thing is, so many people that are even in churches today don't believe in a real hell. And you see, if you believe in Jesus, you have to believe in a real hell, because Jesus spent more time talking about hell than heaven. Why? Well, it's easy. I'm a dad, and and there have been times where my kids were rushing out of our yard, chasing after a ball, and I yell, stop! Don't go in the street! Why? Why? I'm not being harsh. I'm not hating on them. In fact, what am I doing? I'm trying to spare them from tragedy. I am trying to save them. That's why Jesus talks so much about hell, because he loves you and he doesn't want you to go there. But if you die in your sin, please hear me. Please listen to this. If you die in your sin, you will go to hell. God loves you too much to let you die in your sin, and that's why the Bible says this. In John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. The amazing thing is year after year, surveys are done. And even in our country, the Bible says, not the Bible says, these surveys show, that people believe that Jesus is the most influential person who ever lived. I mean, around the world, he's known as the most influential people, person who ever lived. But you know, who he actually was is different for many people. So to secularists, they believe, well, he was a good moral teacher. Or to humanists, they say, well, he was an example of what it means to live a kind life. For socialists, they believe, well, he was a, a societal revolutionary, showing us how to share and how to live at peace with each other. For, for billions of traditional Muslims, they believe, well, he was a good prophet. To, to, to scores of traditional Hindus, they believe, well, he was a god, one of our millions of gods. And listen, even to people that would call themselves Christians, many believe that he was someone who could just make their life a little better. But who was Jesus? Jesus said this of himself. Like if you believe there is a Jesus, then you have to believe what he said. And what did Jesus say? He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus made a way to the Father. And so on Easter weekend, he first of all died on the cross, And the Bible says that he himself took our sins in his body on the cross. That's why the perfect son of God was dying on the cross, because he was taking your sin and paying the price that you could not pay. Then they put him in the tomb. Why? Because he actually died. There were numerous witnesses that showed he actually died. Like we saw the spirit in his chest. We saw the blood flow. out. They put him, his cold body in a tomb and he stayed there, not for a couple hours, but for a couple of days. But on the third day, on Easter Sunday, he raised from the dead. He's not a dead savior. He is alive and he's reigning. And he's sitting on the throne in heaven, and he's beckoning you to come to him. Jesus Christ paid for your sins when he died, but then he defeated the power of sin and death when he rose from the dead. And now he offers and says this, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone would open the door, I will come in and fellowship with them. I love to ask this question. Where will you go when you die? I asked a a group of teenagers this on the street just this week. And this kid was really honest with me. He goes, pray for me, because I, I, I think I'm going to hell. And I told him this good news that I want to tell you. I said, you don't have to go to hell. You can go to heaven, but it's not through you being a good person. Because I, I, I meet a lot of other people that I say, where are you going to go, heaven or hell? They say, I'm going I'm to go to heaven. And i say, why? They say, because I'm a good person. Or I I think I'm better than most, or I'm at least better than my next door neighbor. Or they, they say things like, Well, I try to be kind, or I don't do too many bad things. You know, the Bible says that's wrong. It says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, that the wages of sin is death. The Bible goes on to say this that even our righteous acts are like filthy rags in the sight of the Lord. Here's the fact of the matter you can't be good enough. go to heaven. You can't do enough good deeds. You can't earn it. Maybe this little illustration will help. I I grew up in a a family that had a business. My grandfather, Louis Henna, had a big car dealership. And so in the summers, I'd get to go there and, and hang out on the grounds, and I love to kind of play hide-and-go-seek through the cars, and I love to go up and and get a gumball from the gumball machine. But there was always a time where I'd want to go and go to that second-floor office where my grandfather was and go sit in his big chair and and get to see him and hear him say, hey, little buddy, and him welcome me in. But here's the problem. It was a big business, and so there were always lots of new people, and his office was tucked away. It was kind of down a secret hall. And there was always someone watching by to just make sure that no one could just get up that, 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 that wanted to, that wasn't allowed. And so inevitably, when I'd sneak around, I'd go down that hall, I'd get stopped. And they'd say, hey, you, where are you going? You know what I didn't say? Hey, I'm going up there because I'm a straight-A student. I didn't say, hey, let me go up there because I'm a good kid. Or, hey, let me go because at least I'm better than all the other kids in my class. You know what I'd always say? They'd look at me and say, kid, where are you going? And I'd say this I'd look at them with a big grin and say, Louis Henna is my grandfather. And I'm going to see him. And they'd always go, oh, yes, well, go ahead. And they'd open the door for me. I got to go because of the name I spoke. I got to go because I knew the name of the owner. The Bible says this in Romans 10. Listen carefully. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with your mouth that you confess and it's with your heart that you believe. Look at this scripture. It says this. Anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame for everyone. Say everyone. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Who will be saved? Everyone who calls. Who will be saved? Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. See, you can't get yourself there. You can't do enough. You can't earn it. You can't be better than the next person, but you can call on the name. You can call on the name. And that's my question for you. Are you 100% sure that you're saved? I tell you, you can be. Some people say, well, how, how can anyone be sure? Because the Bible says this, when you call on the name of the Lord Jesus, he'll put his Holy Spirit in you. You'll be made new. And the scripture goes on to say this, that his spirit, the Holy Spirit, testifies with our spirit that you are God's children. And so it happened to me. I love this drama because that was my whole life and I was so into myself and I was doing my own things and I was trapped in bondage, but I called on the name of the Lord Jesus and he saved me. And no, I'm not perfect, but I know that I know I'm going to be with him forever. And tons of people in this church have had that same experience. And I don't want you to leave today in doubt. I want you to call on the name of the Lord Jesus and be saved. Can we all pray? This is the most important part of the whole morning because this is where you can respond. Every eye closed right now because this is a moment of decision. If you're not 100% sure that you're saved, if you're not 100% sure you're gonna go to heaven or you say, I walked far away from God, today I need to come back, I want you to pray with me. I want you to call on the name of the Lord Jesus. So where you are in the privacy of this moment, you can whisper this after me, you can say this, Jesus, you can just say it right after me. Jesus, I need you. I make you my Lord and Savior. Save me from my sins. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for rising from the dead for me. I repent of my sin, and I turn to follow you. Give me a new life in you. Help me follow you forever.